Earth for eight days and eight nights she was in the stratosphere, talking with God and getting messages from God. Hey friends, this is Clem Snod, and you are listening to A Life in Song. For this episode, I suppose we consider when a deep and abiding devotion becomes a kind of madness. So come, gather around the fire. As we like to say, everybody's got a story to tell and certainly everyone deserves a song. Well, here now is a song for Chris. would watch the PTL television network with Jim and Tammy Baker and we decided to take a vacation there. What Jim Baker was trying to do is build like a Christian version of Disney World. He had a campground where people can stay and where you can go to the television studio and watch the show being filmed. I don't remember much about that vacation. I just remember it was magical. My parents decided they wanted to move there. Uh, My dad was coming on Uh, He retired. He was a New York City police officer, and he retired, uh, and and they decided they were going to move close to Heritage USA. The day that we closed on the house, which was March 19th, 1987, is the day um, where the news broke that Jim Baker was going, was resigning from Heritage USA from the PTL network because he had had uh, an affair. My mom, I think, was devastated, and but we still were going to go through the move because we were moving to Heritage USA, and we weren't, like, in my mom's head, we weren't moving because of Jim Baker, but we were moving, we're moving because of the ministry that was there, and the ministry would still be there. That's not really how it was, because it was about Jim Baker um, and just being close to him because he was charismatic and he was a charismatic leader. Um, 
so we're moving. And so I say goodbye to all my friends and they wish me well. And we start packing up our house and then Heritage USA files for bankruptcy. I think that this is what kind of broke my mind. As I looked back, I did not see um, where there could be some kind of mental illness that my mom has. Um, but I look and I see how after my parents found Jesus and became born-again Christians, they cut the rest of my family out of our lives and told us because they are not born-again Christians, we can have nothing to do with them. There were these clues along the way that there might be something wrong, but when in June of 1987, when they filed for bankruptcy, my mom stops eating um, and she stopped sleeping. And then um, she has these visions. she would tell me is that for eight days and eight nights she was in the stratosphere talking with God and getting messages from God about how God is going to use Jim Baker to usher in the second coming of Jesus Christ. My dad tried to get help, but would not stand up and or admit that it's psychological. And so I always see him as almost a coward in the story. Everything was a sign. Everything was a miracle. But it got so bad that she, my dad had to, like, have her admitted to the hospital. My understanding at the time was that 
um, Jim Baker was being plotted against by other uh, Christian leaders and that he was completely innocent. And everything that they were saying about him, that he embezzled millions of dollars and that he lived a lavish lifestyle and that he, um, you know, defrauded uh, millions of people. All of those were lies. Jim Baker comes back to Charlotte at some point around in my seventh grade year and starts a, they start this organization called the Bring Baker Back Club. Somebody, I don't know who, donated a mansion for Jim Baker to stay in, in Charlotte. And they were running this organization. My parents wound up volunteering with this uh, program. But Jim Baker was there. His wife, Tammy Faye, was there. And I wound up being homeschooled in the basement of that mansion. But things came crashing down because Jim Baker was found guilty and sentenced to prison. Um, and I, for me, I felt that is kind of the end of it. Um, it's like, well, maybe the vision isn't real. Um, but then Jim Baker's sentence is reduced and he's released from prison early and uh, my parents did not give up hope. I have not really talked to my parents in 20 years. The grounds at Heritage USA have switched hands over time and is now run by a very, very um, um, apocalyptic uh, end times kind of ministry. And my parents are very actively involved in that. And I know this because my mom wrote a book about this. Um, telling about her vision and, and she keeps a timeline of how God is working to bring her vision um, into I guess the word is fruition please don't say 
it was all true to me saw his face as real as real you can be you gotta trust in your own heart what else can you do and the angel of glory just throws her arms around This episode of A Life in Song was made by me, Eve Barzillet, here in my basement, Nashville, Tennessee. But of course, could never have come together without the generous help of Mike and his mom, Chris, and Jim and Tammy Faye, and Drew, and Alex, and Ed, and Peter, and Sierra, and all the good people of the world who made it possible. If any of you would care to have an episode made 
about your story, please reach out to us on alifeinsong.com. A Life in Song is produced by Drew Frankel and Peter Hemberger with help from Ed Gerard, Sierra Flack, Alex Barzilay, George Gilbert, and our partners at Double Elvis Productions.